All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to season two, episode three of In All Her Grace, the podcast. So I know that we've been on the topic of work and relationships for season two, and I am so thrilled about this topic, maybe because I've worked in a quite a few different capacities, whether it's been corporate or in an agency setting, not to mention working for myself now as an entrepreneur, it is insane. And as a result of that, I can definitely speak to so many different kinds of experiences that I've had as a black woman in business, not to mention a black woman who's worked in corporate environments, as a minority, it's it's so much to talk about. But the beauty of today's episode is that I don't have to talk about this alone. I've invited my dearest friend, Shannon Malcolm, to join me on today's episode. So hi, Shannon. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, of course, of course. How are you feeling today? What does your Saturday feel like? (laughs) I am well. Honestly, this week has been very intense. So my Saturday feels like hmm, recentering, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. recollecting myself um, while also staying productive. Yes. And then I do have an art show to go to later, so that's fun. That's a good addition. Yes, art shows, keeping the art alive, why not? So why don't you tell everyone, you know, a little bit about your background, where are you from, what gets you excited, and what do you currently do for work? Sure, uh, where I'm from, so <laughs> I'm from where you're from. Yes, you know, we're Jamaican. <laughs> yes, um... You know, known each other for how long? Diaper days, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, moved to the states at around the age of five. You know, kind of went back and forth since then. I'm currently in New York. I have been for over ten years now, which is very wild to say. Right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very wild thing. I would say that that's an accomplishment because New York is rough. Um, but yes, yes. <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. And uh, yeah, in terms of work, my background. Um, I've always on the side and I sing on the side, as you know, professionally. One second, Shannon, you you kind of, um, cut out a little bit, but we're going to keep rolling. So you said for background, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Um, So for background, in terms of, you know, in a more professional standpoint, I um, have a history with marketing, all things having to do with the brain and people, as well as that creative side of writing and singing. Mm -hmm. Um, What I'm currently doing right now, I'm working in the tech center, (laughs) or the tech sector, I should say, Mm -hmm. which is very interesting. That's been a change. Um, uh, but before that, I was at an ad agency. Before that, I was at a union. You know, so I've I've done quite a few things. I've I've worn many hats yes. over the years, <laughs> which is good. And I think that's gonna speak to our you know the diversification of this episode because we've both been in various industries, served different lengths of time, and we've seen a lot. So I'm sure everyone listening in will be very excited to learn more about our world of work, right? So what we're really going to be talking about, yeah, is work equality, you know, black women in corporate and whether or not, you know, we see differences in gender equality in the workplace. So I guess my first question for you is, and I'll be answering this too, 
have you ever faced any kind of, you know, gender discrimination or inequality in any role that you have served in, um, whether it's like a corporate role or even like a community role, just any role at all? Hmm. So I wouldn't say there was anything blatant about it. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think for a second. No, I actually, I don't think I've, I've experienced a blatant experience of mm-hmm. that nature. Right. Um, but I have definitely experienced being one of the only or few black people or black women in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I think age is definitely a thing too as well, right? Because I've worked in environments with politicians. And so as a younger black woman, again, mm-hmm. um, people would tend to look at me, right? Like I would have something to say and it would be very profound and it would be very actionable and I would have all of the, the whys, the hows and let's goes. Right. Um, but because of my age and I guess if you if you look into it, perhaps maybe because of, you know, the color of my skin and my gender as well, mm-hmm. um, I was at times not taken as seriously. Right. And that was very frustrating. Um, Yeah. So hopefully that answers your question. Let me know if you want me to get a bit granular. And I would also love to hear your experiences too. Yeah. So that is a perfect start to this conversation. Um, I just feel like we've as as women learned how to kind of maneuver in spaces like this that we don't think about it enough and it's like when you do a retrospective check of things you're like whoa like i really realized that i've probably been slighted or you know i've probably been looked at differently just because of the color of my skin or the fact that i'm the minority here and yes i've had similar experiences where i was as you said, the youngest in a corporate environment. I was the only black woman. And whether or not the conversations were, you know, loud and proud, I felt that I was being talked about. And that feeling is hard to shake. You know, you don't have the confirmation of it. No one is ever, you know, being blatant about it, as you said. But you feel that there is some kind of atmosphere of, Hmm, you know, circulating the office. Yeah. So in terms of a feeling, yes, I felt it, but have I actually blatantly faced it? No. So I think we both have similar experiences where that's concerned for sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this leads me to my next question. Have you ever felt like, you know, you were being discussed by members of your organization or your team without you being present have you ever felt like you know like a rumor environment like some high school stuff (laughs) interesting um maybe not rumor per se but absolutely i have definitely oh my goodness Mm. where do i start okay i have three stories very short i'll keep them very short (laughs) feel free to stop me though (laughs) continue the audience Um, wants to know (laughs) (laughs) so in the ad experience i had I remember the person who had brought me onto the team. Firstly, I was brought on the team specifically because I was a Jamaican black woman. Because our account was um, an account that is a big company in Jamaica, the Caribbean, and, you know, multiple other places. Mm -hmm. And so 
it became very clear, you know, why I was there very shortly, very quickly. Um, but anyway, that's besides the point. That person who brought me on, I had known personally before that experience. And we had a conversation in terms of my career progression. You know, he was asking me things about, you know, opportunities, what I'm interested in, what I'm not interested in, you know, what I would be willing to do, X, Y, and Z. Right. And this was fresh out of college, right? You know, so it's, yeah, you have your aspirations, but you're also willing to do what it takes to get your foot in the door. Right. Respectively, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> respect yourself, please. <laughs> <laughs> not disrespect ourselves um but right so long story short with that uh that conversation that we had very privately with alcohol you know i'm assuming that this was a regular conversation rookie mistake mm-hmm. that person went twisted my words went back to management told them all sorts of things that was not true mm. next thing i know when that account ended so did my employment at that agency Ooh. and i had no idea what hit me because in you know when first of all management didn't even come to me they had this person let me know right and when this person came and spoke to me in a professional capacity they're mentioning a couple things that came up in our conversation but completely out of context and i was just so wow. flabbergasted wow you know yeah um, yeah yeah, so definitely, you know, having very weird conversations. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, what that person ended up spinning, mm-hmm. but clearly it was a completely different picture, right? Right, um, right. Yeah, so there's that. There was another experience in the union, so more polit- political and, you know, uh, that type of environment. And I remember when COVID first broke out around March 2020, at least in New York, mm-hmm. um, I was urging everyone to work from home i was saying listen guys this is this is crazy you know we should work from home we have the capability we can get it done let's do it i was laughed at behind my back wow (laughs) i was the youngest at the organization at that time i was laughed at behind my back i was called the millennial it was this it was that this and a third Mm. and come to find out a couple weeks later we ended up having to do exactly that and we were not prepared um in the way that we could have and we should have been had my warnings been heeded right right there was that um those are the two I'll leave you with. But it's, you know, so yeah, I, I would say I've definitely experienced, you know, having people talk behind my back. I've experienced having rumors mm-hmm. developed and circulated. Some to this day, I don't really know because to me, I mean, I don't pay it no mind. That's not my business. Right, right. <laughs> if you decide you want to make up stories about me, go ahead, I guess. Go um, ahead. Go ahead. Have <laughs> at it, right? I mean, sometimes, you know, you have to pick and choose your battles in corporate environments, you know? Like, Absolutely. Especially when you're not like a hundred percent invested in that space to the point where you would really feel some kind of way, you know, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, you do have to protect your reputation. So I can only imagine the feeling when you were confronted about conversations you thought you were having with someone mm-hmm. confidentially. I mean, yeah. and those are the things that we have to use as strategies for those listening in, you know, be very careful about who you confide in, in the workplace. Yes. You know, not everyone is your friend. Take those same life lessons into the workplace. The thing, things don't change when you get there. (laughs) Yeah, 
I would say oftentimes the people who try the hardest yeah. to be close with you are the people you should avoid. Oh, for sure. It's Absolutely. it's almost Because giving, people, yeah, it's giving fake and it's like, you want me to fall. Mm -hmm. I feel it. <laughs> yeah, it's giving scheming. It's yes. giving schemes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God. Well, yeah, for me, um, I've definitely been discussed. In fact, I had a colleague that became my friend. Um, she, you know, enjoyed doing makeup on the side and she, you know, offered to do my makeup for free. And we went to boutiques in Miami together and we, we became like corporate besties. And she was the first person to speak about me in a meeting that was held, a marketing meeting saying that she doesn't think I'm doing a good job. And you know, sometimes these things are so confronting. It's like, well, look at you. You're the same one signing into the company's computer and doing your side hustle on their time, you know? So it's like those things really, really like show you what is what and help you to really maneuver in the world of work. So yeah. I'm hoping that the people that are listening in will take from this experience and you know, maybe they have their own experiences too, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, these, those, those experiences are definitely experiences that you, you carry with you for the rest of oh. life. You know, they're hard lessons yes. to learn, but they're very valuable lessons. I agree. At the end of the day. I agree. Yeah. Well, my next question for you, Shannon, is if you were not doing what you were doing right now in the world of work, what would you, what would your dream job be? And let's just say that this dream job would be profitable. What would it be? <laughs> oh, if it's definitely profitable. Wow, that's a good question. Um, hmm, I might have to think about that just because there are quite a few things that I have a passion for that I love a lot. So for example, if money was not an object, I would make money anyway. Mm-hmm. It would probably be music, but it would be music my way. Right. I'm not conform to the industry um, as it stands right now. I nope. Yeah. Um, you know, I would write what I want when I want. I would wear what I want when I want, and um, you know, things like that, things of that nature. It would be about the music, not the numbers. Right. Um, outside of that, maybe it would be writing and in which capacity i'm not 100 sure i would either do general copywriting or venture into comedy writing mm. which i is a newly discovered um passion of mine oh, so cool. yes probably that probably i like that either of those two i like that you know i think honestly i read a quote once and it's it's somewhat i don't remember the exact verbiage but it says you know don't stop daydreaming because really those are the things that could potentially be what sets your whole life like to the direction you want it to go in i mean for me i can say like youtubing and like being a youtuber as my main source of income would be a goal a life goal i would i would quit everything else in a heartbeat had I known that my YouTube career would be successful because I enjoy sharing content. So I mean, mm -hmm. I know, I know that feeling of just wanting to put your artistry out there, but at the very same time, it can be so scary, right? Like, oh, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. <laughs> just thinking like, oh, well, this might fail. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. But if it's any encouragement to, you know, you, to those listening in, 
definitely don't stop daydreaming because I've seen people's lives change in seconds just because they started to do what they really wanted to do. And because they were consistent, which yes. you are. Yes. You're pretty much just speaking this into existence. I'm just waiting for it to happen. At oh, this point. thank you. How <laughs> sweet. No, honestly, I think that is the secret ingredient, you know, like I've been watching a lot of people talk about their overnight come up or their success story. And one thing that remains in each and every person's statement is, oh, I just didn't stop. I was just consistent. I just kept going. And I'm exactly. like, that is the secret sauce. It's not like, oh, you're the chosen one or God made you different. No, they just kept it going, you know? So exactly. yeah, that is the secret sauce. So let's see, let's see what the next couple years brings. I'm gonna revisit this particular episode. <laughs> exactly. I'll just play that specific part. When you do do it, I'll just be like, yes, yeah. remember when you said this? There it okay. is, there it is. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes, most definitely. All right, so we're kind of wrapping up, but this question is a little bit different and might get you thinking. So you're gonna have to name for me and name for those listening in your top three inspirations. And while you consider that, and these have to be people, you have to think of one question that you would ask them over dinner. So if you need some time to consider that, I will definitely give you because I think I already know my top three. So I'll go first. Um, I would say Kid Cudi. He'd be the first person. Um, For one, Kid Cudi inspired me throughout my entire high school career because I was semi a loner, but semi really like, you know, like bold and fun. So I think I would ask him how he translated all of those things into music because I don't know any other artist that has done that so like vividly, you know, you can tell he's a loner and someone that's more introspective, but yet still when you see him in interviews or on the stage, he's the life of the party. So I would definitely ask him how he translated his inner persona to his like outer musical persona um the next person would be of course bad gal riri i would want (laughs) yes i would need to have a conversation with rihanna because not only is she you know like a national hero of barbados she is like still making money off music she's not making anymore um Mm -hmm. she's a mother i'm i can't wait to see this this child hopefully she reveals his face i think it's a boy i think so i hope i think it's a boy yes. yes i need to see his cute little face and she's also now like a makeup and skin guru like how how you know like she's a definition of caribbean royalty and i would just want to sit with her and talk to her about whether she saw this coming you know like what part of her was any part of her you know knowing that this was where she was going to end up because man she's she's amazing right and then um i would say i would want to talk to my great grandfather who actually passed because i I only had one conversation with him when I was around 10 or 11 years old. And then within a couple months, he passed. Granted, he was like 102 or something or 99. I don't remember, but he was very old. (laughs) Um, And this is my dad's dad's dad. So it's like three generations back. However, he was the most 
witty man I ever met. Granted, we only had one conversation, but I laughed. I remember laughing so much because he was just so funny. And he was also the tallest man I've ever met. He was like 6'5". Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. So tall, witty, charming. And when I tell you dark dark skin very dark complexion he he was like almost like an emerald if he was walking in the sun it, it felt like he was shining that's how beautifully dark his skin was and i don't know i just never come across anyone like that before and i would just want to talk to him some more you know just find out more about him because i mean he was the closest thing to understanding my my dad's lineage right like he's my great granddad so I would have wanted to learn more about him. So yeah, those are my three. How about you? Okay, okay. Very good three, very good three. Yes. Um, <laughs> I've been attempting to listen and think at the same time. Yes. So the first person that I actually had in mind, you know, I'm just going to say it was also Rihanna. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the top person in mind. You know, in addition to, to the things that you have said, I think the most fascinating thing to me is this woman came from you know where she was from and has managed to build an entire empire oh yeah right for sure. like clothes beauty right you know mm -hmm. and she's managed to be inclusive to the point where she has shut down major corporations yes um, in opposition because of their their lack of inclusivity right um you know she's become a champion for so many things like domestic violence as well mm -hmm. um so it's just, I think her strength really stands out to me in addition to just her in ingenuity. Yes. I would love to understand how she came to the conclusion she came to. Like, when did you decide, at which point did you decide that music was just the seed money? Yeah, right. Because right? a lot of people um, will get seed money for music, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, everything is a step up. Right. And I think that's how a lot of people or some people go through the industry. And she just did such a, a great job. So I would love to just learn how her mind works yes um, <laughs> i would say the next person would have to be beyonce Woo! because I, yes. I think she's an extreme powerhouse mm -hmm. of this generation of course there have been many artists you know over time who have proven themselves to be absolute icons yes. right yes. um but beyonce is here she's walking she's still you know doing so much and it's just every time I see her perform, it's incredible. Yes. I'm amazed every single time. She puts so much work, so much effort. Oh, yeah. She works very hard, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. um, we just love to talk to her as well. For sure. Especially in She's terms amazing. of her being um, as famous as she is and yet still being able to maintain the privacy yeah. that she's able to maintain. Oh, for sure. I think a lot of people would love to learn that. Yes, it's kind of like, you see me, but you don't know me. <laughs> exactly. Yes. On purpose. Yes. I'm that NDA girl. Yes, <laughs> honestly. I love that for her. I love that for her. Yeah. Oh, one second, Shannon. You're um, covering your speaker a bit. <laughs> oh, how is it now? Oh, it's perfect. Continue. Beautiful. <laughs> um, so I was just saying, what was I saying? Um, something about just her 
being able to maintain that invisibility almost not necessarily invisibility but privacy privacy is the better word yes um oh this is what i was saying that a lot of things that people want to do now right involve you having to put your whole self out there Mm. and that is just something i don't know if i'm comfortable with correct correct (laughs) you know um i i would love to have you know my product or whatever it is i'm pushing be out there and have me be me but you know a lot of people would like to know who the real you is right um so just that delicate balance that she's been able to strike just so perfectly i agree wonderful i agree um third person Mm. that's i'm not sure i am not sure okay sorry i'm saying if you only have two that's fine (laughs) i was just gonna say maybe any woman in history who has ever outdone a man of her time if that makes any sense that's beautiful in a major way right right? Um, because my grandmother not to get too personal on my father's side mm-hmm. was very much a rebel right yeah. when women were still wearing skirts all the time this woman was wearing pants and driving cars Ooh, <laughs> okay know? there we have so, it <laughs> um that's just you know that's where i that's what i come from mm-hmm. and so i would love to just talk to any woman like that throughout history just to you know learn about her and learn about her experiences i would say yeah definitely definitely i agree that that's that's major you know because as women, I feel like we've we've always like been in in comparison, and not even by you know choice, but by default. It's almost like, oh, are we trying to outdo ourselves here? Like, will the man get the higher pay? Like all these questions about women and and whether or not we deserve. Well, the whole time we've been deserving, you know. We just shouldn't have to fight for our space. Um, not in work, not in relationships. Like we should be equals. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So definitely. I think the old phrase says it all right behind every, was it behind every successful man is a powerful woman? Oh, for something, sure. Something along those yes. lines. So yes. Clearly we have been, you know, powerhouses this whole time. Yes. So quality keys. Thank you. I agree. I agree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we are about to wrap up this episode and I guess we'll just close out with any piece of advice whether a quote that you live by or just you know a phrase that keeps you powering through that you would leave with any young woman whether between the ages of 20 to 25 or maybe they're younger 18 to 21 about you know how to continue doing what they do Hmm. Well, I have a favorite quote overall, and I think that it could uh, encompass that as well. Mm -hmm. And it's going to sound so basic, but that quote is, the only thing man has to fear is fear itself. Oh, I like that. I love that quote. Yeah. Um, Because I think, and this is something I'm still working on as well, but I think something that stands in so many individuals' ways is fear. That's all it is, right? Like all of these things, all of these thoughts that you may have, um, you know, especially if you're talking about continuing to do what you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone experiences fear at a certain time and maybe you're trying really hard and maybe something isn't going well that week or that month and you're wondering, well, maybe should I hang it up X, Y, and Z? Right. What you're fearing is fear. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that that fear, that paralyzing piece of information in your brain that exactly. is telling you no, right? That's right. Exactly. That's exactly. right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once you push past that 
you'll be capable of so much more. And trust me, I'm saying this to myself as well. So. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and I'm stealing that too because there are countless times I have feared fear itself. Whole time the outcome has not even played out. I'm worried about whether or not I'm going to be successful on YouTube. But when I was fearing that, I didn't even have a channel. So it's like, how can you fear something that does not yet come to pass, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I like that one. I like that one. All right, guys. So we have reached to the very, very end of our podcast episode for today in all her grace season two episode three where we talked a little bit about work equality the roles of women in work you know a few of our discrepancies things that have played out in our work lives and um i would like to leave a quote as well just letting each and every one of you know that you are blessed you are worthy and you are enough all right, so that summarizes our podcast episode. Thank you so much, Shannon, for being on here with me. Thank you for having me. Yes, it was delightful. I am so happy. For those of you that are seasoned listeners on this podcast, I'll be inviting more of my friends to join in and speak a little bit about their truth and, you know, on topics related to work and relationships, seeing that that's the season topic for season two so with that being said don't forget to share the podcast like this podcast listen to it over on apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud we're on all those platforms and of course subscribe to the anchor platform as well leave your comments share it let me know what you thought about this episode and i will see you all in the very next episode and don't forget to live a grace-filled life see ya <laughs>